0: Welcome back to the Geekcentric Podcast, and welcome back to our watch club for Star Wars The Bad Batch Season 2. Having trouble processing the toxin? It's my own special formula, one I've built an immunity to. You, however, have not. Welcome back to Watch Club, my name is CTO831, but you can call me Hugs, and this is our Watch Club for Star Wars The Bad Batch Season 2, Episode 14, titled Tipping Point. If you're joining us for the first time, this is Watch Club, our weekly review series, kind of like a book club, but way better. Keep in mind, we will be going into full spoilers for this series and Star Wars in general, so if you haven't watched this week's episode yet, be sure to do so, and then come right back in less than 12 parsecs. Now, before we're exposed to a dangerous special blend of toxins, let me introduce you to our experimental crew of ragtag troopers. First up, he's dropping in from the sky way up high. We have the dopest, dankest dude on Dagobah CT-1006, but you can call him j j joints
1: Ahoy hoy! Uh, yeah. I missed a week. It felt weird. I had to keep that in for so long.
0: We missed it. We missed it. Megan filled in for you last week, but it wasn't the same. No offense, no. Megan. No offense. <laughs> Uh, and well, and speaking of rounding out our small battalion, we are so glad to have a true friend and war hero joining us, and her name is ct118, but you can call her brushstroke.
2: And sometimes people call me Omegan. Omegan.
0: Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh I hope I hope maybe if we're lucky enough, I'm hoping that we get to hear from the actual Omega uh, next so. week. I hope so. that would be really cool. I I think my um my code, my chain code, is what is it? What's it? Yeah. Or, is that what I'm talking about? Chain code is still right uh, to reach her. I don't know. I Maybe that's not the right wording. <laughs> no, because
1: chain code identification. I don't know okay, if that's how you call it. You know what? Darcy. She
2: doesn't have a CT number. Jeez. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Listen,
0: I'll, <laughs> I'm will i sure uh, I'll I'll reach out to Sid. I'm sure she's got uh, some sort of way of tracking them down. But. um. Listen, uh, this episode is uh, kind of a little bit more of a substantial episode than last week. Oof, yeah. Yeah, oh, I Megan. know Megan, and I uh, tried to hold down the fort on Pabu.
2: I mean, anything's more substantial than that episode, so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I would not have had many nice things to say about that, so
1: maybe it's for the best I wasn't there.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, you know, I was uh, I was reading on Twitter. One thing that I thought was kind of neat was the idea that... Uh, Scarif was where Pabu was. Somebody had a theory that maybe Pabu was an island on Scarif. Hmm. And I was like, that's what kind else of is that intriguing Scarif,
2: if you don't mind. Well, Scarif me
0: Rogue One, I mean, you remember what happened oh. there. Oh, oh Ooh. Goodness. <laughs> Ooh. Yikes. You know, more than just a sea surge coming at those folks if that's what's if that's what's going down. Anyways, uh <laughs> before we are stuck rebuilding the fishing docks, Let's get to this week's episode. This week, we start off on Balmora, where we see three clones being escorted as prisoners onto a transport ship. One of them we see with his recognizable facial scar is Captain Hauser from season one. After departing from the outpost, the transport ship is attacked by Echo and his crew, consisting of Fireball, as well as a character named Nemec, uh, and, of course, Gregor. uh, As they breach the ship... Uh, they rescue Hauser and make their way back to the deck only to discover the Empire was already erasing the databanks. Uh, after they threaten the Imperial officer to get the information out of him, he bites down on one of those pesky little pills uh, ending his life. Uh, and they, they barely make it back to their ship uh, where they finally make the jump to hyperspace. So this was an awesome way to kick off. This this uh, I guess technically penultimate episode ish, almost penultimate Mm -hmm. episode. Uh, What did you think of seeing some of our favorite clones back in action?
1: I always love seeing Gregor. He always brings a smile to my (laughs) face. So, yeah, exactly. You know, his maniacal, unhinged laughter just brings a smile to my face no matter what scene he's in. So that was pure joy to see him again. And then, like you said, seeing Howser like. A lot of these clones we've known for a while, just to see them all together on the screen again is really cool despite the circumstances.
2: Yeah, I really loved the action of this starting sequence. Um, The way that their ship like locked on to the, was it the bottom or the top? Um,
0: oh, it was like I guess it was like the top or the side. I think, kind yeah, of thing. it's
2: just the way that it locked on. I don't think I've ever seen a ship do that, so it was like a cool functionality. Yeah. Um, and I know that it's not a new thing, but every time I see a character chomp that pill in their mouth, I'm like, oh my god, it's <laughs> <Always> so
0: aggressive, <laughs> so aggressive, so shocking. The the you know the Empire they don't mess around with that stuff. No. Um, it is it is pretty nuts how many times we've actually. Seen that happen now? Like this (laughs) is like what the third or fourth time. This is like a kids
1: show, and then we got these suicide teeth type thing. Oh my
0: (laughs) gosh. Um, But you know, usually with these these clones um, that we sort of fall in love with, they're unfortunately they're one and done. Like we, I think back to Mayday in in episode twelve, and it was like I I was like so sad to see him gone, but to get Hauser back, so happy. I think he was such a fan favorite from season one, Um, and to see that he's rejoined not just with Echo, but with Fireball and then Gregor. And as you mentioned, uh, Darcy Gregor's laugh. Um, Notice they're still using stun blasts. I wonder if they're still worried that these troopers, some of these troopers might still be clones. Uh, Obviously, they're going around the galaxy trying to save their fellow clones. But I also wanted to shout out the one named Nemec. I thought was an interesting choice. I don't know what would have been written first, either this or Andor, but it's a different spelling according to the subtitles. But I was just like... Huh? Is that okay? Is, is there any connection? I wonder.
1: It could be like a uh, uh, like a Jonathan. Some people spell it with the H. Some people don't. So maybe it's just a common name. In the Star <laughs> Nemec's Wars a really common yeah, name. Yeah. yeah, we're
0: gonna run into like so many nemics as we go on. But <laughs> <laughs> I, I would love for <laughs> it would be so funny if like a character was going through the Star Wars DMV that we saw in Solo, and it's oh just like uh, Nemec. Is it N N E? N-E-M-E-C- Oh, yeah, no, people do that all the time. It's N-E-M-I-K. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, no, it always just mixed up. Yeah, I know, right? Um, <laughs> uh, also, I think that they need to start checking these Imperial officers' mouths as soon as they see them. Like, I think they got to do, like, you know when, like, a dog is, like, <laughs> wrist, started eating something you shouldn't let it eat, and you're like, yeah, get in there. They got to yeah, start yeah. doing that to these guys. Yeah, but,
1: I mean, <laughs> human jaws have a lot more strength than a dog's jaw. I'd be afraid of getting my fingers in there, especially... Yeah. Knowing that they're willing to risk their like to end their lives to protect the information, yeah. right. I'd But I'd lose a couple finger fingers. Up. I feel
0: probably, <laughs> probably, but all in you know, you got to you got to do what you got to do to get this information. I, I, there was um the only other time that we saw this though in live action was I think Mando season two, uh, Titus Welliver, uh, who's the Man in Black from Lost. If you're a fan of Lost, uh, he was also crunching down on one of those. Okay. Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. So. I don't know. I mean, you got to imagine it. It having one of those in your mouth all the time's got to be pretty difficult. Like, what if How they're do eating and eat? Crunch yeah. one day, yeah, right? And they're just, <laughs> just crunching down, and then all of a sudden they're just.
2: I mean, I'm trying to think of the physics of it. It's probably like stuck up in their gums or something, and they have to pull it down in order to bite on it. Okay. But I'm sure that they've got some brutal dental hygiene if that is the That's case. Because so stuff getting stuck up there. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Ugh.
0: Well, listen. Don't sign me up. One, one day I'll be crunching on some Mantel mix on Batu, oh. and then just uh, on the ground. <laughs> Wouldn't be a good time, <laughs> Darcy. Our our Disney trip would end pretty quickly that way. Yeah, um, I mean, I might just keep
1: going. Just
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, single rider line. Nice. Uh, okay. <laughs> Back on Mount Tantis, we see Crosshair still in prison, looking rather defeated, uh, as he's handcuffed and transported to Emery Carr, uh, and she tells him the doctor is on his way. Uh, She tells him to be smart and cooperate. Crosshair asks why he's there, and Dr. Hemlock tells him he intends to give him a clean slate and his freedom in exchange for Clone Force 99's location, telling him they're in possession of something he needs. Crosshair guesses, uh, you know, it's the kid, telling him they'll never give her up. He says he doesn't know where they are, and he's restricted to to the table, uh, and they bring the probe droid in to torture him. Uh, And before he leaves to address the prisoner convoy that was attacked leaving Balmora, he turns to Emery uh, and tells her to inform him when Crosshair is ready to talk. Uh, So, yeah, so why do you think Hemlock wants Omega so badly? Uh, Do you think he knows something that everyone else doesn't?
2: Well, I mean, as a generic thought, I feel like she and... Boba are the only ones who have a like exact replica yeah. of um Django Fett's genes. So she's like the perfect person to take back and continue cloning if they're still doing more of that, or like right, slicing like or yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think that is probably the main reason. Um I'm sure she also knows a shitload about the commit K- Kaminoans, so Right. Maybe there's mm-hmm. a little bit there that they can get from her. I don't know.
1: Well, originally that was my thought as well, but I mean, I guess on the heels of the last Mando episode with gene splicing being incredibly, you know, explained and well thought out there and how the Kaminoans are the ones who are at the forefront of this technology. Maybe it is... She is more than just Django, and there is something else in there that was a success, and they were like, "We need to be able to replicate it, so we need to study her." So, Mm. again, I would have—I was on your page entirely until that Mando episode dropped, and it was like, "Oh, maybe not." Weird how those two storylines are kind of following the same path (laughs) right now.
0: Yeah, (laughs) it's pretty smart. They—they know Mm. what they're doing. Um, for for the hardcore of hardcore that are, you know, consuming all Star Wars all at once. Mm -hmm. Um, I think you know, I think Hemlock. I think he he I don't know if he knows that he's part of a bigger plan to ensure Palpatine lives forever but I do think he knows more than even like Tarkin might mm-hmm. know. I think mm-hmm. he's he's part of a again the empire is so shifty with who knows what and 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 what have you but um I'm also wondering this episode did keep focusing a lot on Emery and we were talking I I can't remember if we were talking on about this on a watch club or not on a watch club but she She's got to be like a failed clone experiment yeah. or something like that. What are you thinking? Yeah. Well, Meg totally mentioned it. And I'm
1: okay. Believing it more and more. So yeah, Meg, take it away.
2: <laughs> I mean, it was one of those like of total surface level assumptions because she has that New Zealand accent. Right. And I was like, the only people in the Star Wars universe I've ever ha- heard with that accent are clones. So- She's, she's gotta, gotta be, be a clone. <laughs> like what else?
0: Unless there's a New Zealand planet somewhere that we don't know about,
2: <laughs> <laughs> which there very well could be. Oh, I love it. They are they're focusing on her too much for her to not mean that much to the story. Right. So
0: giving her character a name. Yeah. And, and like I think she's she's been a little more hospitable to Crosshair because mm-hmm. um, I feel like she's like I know I know you know we're we're connected in that way. I don't know. And I she's like, know.
2: I don't want to do this to you. Yeah. She's trying to just say yeah. something, like give him something so that I can stop torturing you because I don't want to.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, let's keep going here. Back on Coruscant, uh, Hauser recants to Echo and Senator Chuchi uh, that he went into prison uh, with eight of his men, but only three of them survived. He says he doesn't know where he was being taken but that the clones that were transferred, uh, transferred before him never came back. Uh, Echo tells them he knows someone who can crack the heavy encryption on the data logs they pulled from the ship. Back with Crosshair, we catch him at the end of his torture, where he fakes his death, leading, to Emery, to, uh, leading Emery to check in on him. Uh, and he manages to grab one of the trooper's blasters and forces Emery to release him at gunpoint. Uh, crosshair fires her and megan you you actually mentioned this to me as as well with a stun blast um clearly again there's something something going on something going on (laughs) uh and steals her access card uh he takes her out uh sorry he takes out the surrounding troopers as he manages to stumble through the facility uh and attempts to send a message out to his bad batch brothers when all of a sudden. The room fills with a poisonous toxin, one that Hemlock has built an immunity to. Okay, so a few things here. One, why do you think Crosshair only... I mean, sorry, maybe we did... (laughs) I I wrote these (laughs) questions a little while ago. (laughs) I was about to ask, why do you think he only stunned Emery? I think we just uh, talked about that. Yeah, we did. Um, (laughs) But the other question, what do you think of this first attempt at communication with his Bad Batch brothers?
2: I mean, I think he's under the impression rightly so, that they're the only people in the universe that will help him in some way. Yeah. but also I think he wants he still wants to protect them like they're his brothers he still has that connection with them. He had it with them at the end of season one and we were all ready for one of them to die or something at the hands of crosshair but he he will never betray them in that capacity so um yeah i think he just wanted to get that message out there and try to save them as best he could which maybe backfired a little bit but Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. i mean i'm totally on board with the fact that he's just trying to save them especially after the realization he's come to throughout the course of the season where that we really made the wrong choice, and he's having to live with that, but maybe they can get away and, and hide Omega and keep her safe type thing. That's the only thing I could think that was going through his mind because again, we've seen him put through the ringer this season, so yeah, to at least want to save someone I can see being a, a totally you know believable reason. Mm-hmm.
2: yeah, I also want to say just quickly within that whole um chunk, I love that Senator Chucci is like a huge part of this. Of course. And not a huge part, but she's becoming a bigger part of the rebellion. Right. And it's it's just nice to know that there are characters that are only in the animated series that did a lot and are a huge part of this. So I hope to see her again in some capacity.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think I think uh, you know, with, with what Chuchi is sort of setting out to do, mm-hmm. um, I think is a huge thing with, with this season and, and potentially uh, the next season of The Bad Batch. If if we get one, I don't know if one has been confirmed yet. I'm hoping uh, that we do. Um, but I, I, yeah, it was great to see, you know, Crosshair finally coming back to us in a sense, right? Mm-hmm. He, he's not only trying to protect his brothers, but Omega as well, which is something that I think is is really lovely, and I, I, I don't think at this point he's he's fully back on the Bad Batch side, no. but I he's he's definitely not down to do whatever the Empire is down for, especially with what happened a couple weeks ago. Um, I also wanted to call out Jim, Jimmy Simpson is fantastic. He's so chilling with his line delivery, um, and I just, I don't know. I love the guy. I'm so excited to see how his, his story uh, plays out further mm. yeah. um, because I, I think just as much as... You know, Senator Chucci's is, is important. I'm I'm hoping that that Hemlock can almost become a an even bigger bad uh mm-hmm. going forward. I hope it's not like a one and done villain situation. Like I hope we get him past uh whatever we get next week. I
1: hope he gets the Gideon treatment.
0: Dude, let's yeah. go. <laughs> I'm so down. I'm so down. Like just all these sort of uh additional really great villains. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. Star Wars can't just be, you know, two or three great villains. We need to get like a ton of them. So I- yeah.
1: Thrones coming, man. Just wait for thrawn.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, and they're scarier because they're smarter mm-hmm. and they're cunning. They're not like these big, you know, giant headed snokes on a throne and that's what you're supposed to be afraid of. Like Snokes they're... on a plane.
0: <laughs> 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 Sorry, I just I don't know why that made me think of that. Uh, but yes, I agree. Like they, they actually are are they
2: pose a real threat. Absolutely.
0: Mm-hmm. Especially with what they know and what they're trying to do. um yeah really really good stuff um let's keep going let's keep going (laughs) um back on pabu we can see that lower pabu is thriving yet again thanks to the bad batch sticking around to help repair it we see wrecker has helped to rebuild the fishing dock and that he's caught some dinner uh mayor shep calls him uh and all of the bad batch an integral part of the community He asks Hunter if they've reconsidered staying permanently. Uh, And then we get to see Omega and Tech out on another flying lesson uh, as Omega attempts what she calls uh, a Tech turn and nails it. Uh, And then an alarm goes off to let them know that that an incoming vessel is on approach. And Omega excitedly races uh, Echo back to the landing zone and loses, but she doesn't care because she runs and leaps into Echo's arms, giving him a huge hug um, and Echo provides the data that he needs to uh, decrypted to tech and he tells him uh, he needs to know where the Empire was transporting the other clones and why. So before we keep going here, um, you know, Omega in keeping up with her training here is finally learning how to fly the Marauder properly uh, this time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> did, what did you think of her skills and her ability to pull off a tech turn?
1: I think it's really cool to see her, again starting to flesh out her role in, in, the, in the in the team becoming like a full fledged member where she can handle any situation that is required of her. So it's it's really cool to see that. And again, watching that reunion with Echo made me smile so much. It hasn't been long, but you can tell that she missed the guy. So it's it's really cool to see them back together again.
2: Yeah, it, I mean it's probably been a while for them. If mm. if all of Lower Pabu is doing perfectly well again, <laughs> good lord, it was fast. <laughs> Then it's definitely been a while since they've been there. But, uh, yeah, it was so sweet. I mean, I love that whole, like, part of Echo – or not Echo, sorry, uh, Omega, reminding us that she is a kid. Like, there is a whole part of her that – was sort of smothered by the Owens because Mm -hmm. she wasn't allowed to be a kid and Hunter and the guys are letting her be herself and she's enjoying it and it's so cool to see her like freak out and get excited about Echo. Also, she is a badass uh, (laughs) pilot. She did a great job and watching tech like freak out and go, oh my God, just relax. This is not what we do and she was flawless. So it was super fun. A much better experience on Pabu than last time. <laughs>
0: than last time in this ship. Absolutely. I mean, I love the idea that she'll be flying the ship maybe a little more regularly uh, now and again. And by the way, who else is a great uh, pilot in the galaxy? Um, <clears throat> Luke Skywalker, uh, also another Force user. I'm <laughs> just saying. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, but, um, but I think Omega should be in charge of naming everything from now on because yeah. th- what she did is absolutely a tech turn. Like, that's 100% what that is. Uh, so if she just starts naming all the things that the Bad Batch start doing like, going forward, <laughs> I am so down. I would love for her to, like, you know how they have all their little plans that they come up with with different numbers? I'd love for them to have one that Omega comes up with specifically, <gasps> yeah. right? And we get to do that plan, and it would be, oh, it would just be super, super dope. Um and it just shows off her her resourcefulness, right? The fact that, again, she's, she's adapting and learning these skills from all of her dad batch mm-hmm. is really, really <laughs> lovely, <laughs> I think. Her dad batch. Her dad batch. They're I just the it. dad batch, and they are teaching her all the skills Um, So back on Mount Tantus, we see Hemlock having a conversation with Governor Tarkin, informing him that while the attack on the transport ship was unfortunate, uh, it was also inconsequential. Governor Tarkin tells him it's still concerning due to the fact that if any of the data is stolen, it could compromise uh, his location. He's interrupted by Hemlock, who says they have protocols in place to ensure that does not happen. And Tarkin suspects that the leak came from a rogue clone still operating within their ranks. Hemlock asks Tarkin to send them uh, to him instead of decommissioning them further. Tarkin says he expects a full briefing on Hemlock's plans at the summit. So first off, great seeing Tarkin here again. He's still kicking and kicking and running around there. Uh, but why do you think Hemlock wants defective clones instead of seeing them decommissioned?
1: I mean, I think they're probably just experiment or subjects at that point where he can just do all the tests he can imagine on these clones to figure out the best way to bring about the emperor's, you know, will or whatever. That's right. my yeah. only thought is that he wants more subjects cuz he's a sick and twisted guy.
0: He is pretty sick yeah. and twisted. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um I mean, I I was kind of thinking and I've been bringing this up a lot lately, especially after when we talked with the last Mando episode, but you know, I was looking up the the article, the Wikipedia article uh, which, by the way, Wikipedia follows me on Twitter. By the way, <laughs> no big cool. deal. Uh, but Wikipedia um, has an article for the Sith Army, uh, the Sith Eternal, and the official article, right? Taken right from the article, it says their fighting forces were harvested in secret, with their existence unknown even to the most even to most of their of their puppet galactic power, the First Order. That's got to be. That's got to be it. Mm-hmm. You need troopers. There's your troopers right there. Mm-hmm. Like, why were we throwing away these bodies? And it's interesting to see that the the Empire sort of is is on uh, almost alternate an alternate side to Hemlock, where Hemlock does see that these uh, this used equipment, uh, as mm-hmm. they've been called, actually might be worth holding on to and maybe refurbishing uh, into into that new army that we'll eventually see in Rise of Skywalker.
2: Well, and I think they're utilizing not just any regular clone, but these specific clones that were. What's the word for them? Defective. Defective. Thank you. The defective clones, because there's like something off about them. But those moments of being incorrect are actually like heightened abilities in a lot of them, especially the Bad Batch. Right. So he's like, well, if we can get a giant army of heightened clones isn't that even better than just a random human that has decided to enlist in Mm -hmm. some sort of army because you know there's only so much training they can do whereas if you have a bunch of these clones that are willing to do your bidding without question then
1: yeah yeah that's what i was thinking might be the case is that he's trying to collect these clones that again are known for being more against the Emperor Empire and not sitting well with Order 66 and all that stuff. And maybe it's more, they want a more complete control of, uh, for, yeah. sorry, a more complete form of the mind control that we saw in, in the inhibitor chip, basically, something that can take away yeah. all personality and any order is Order 66, where well, they'll do it without question. So again, this guy has some, there's some dark storylines that are, that could be explored through Hemlock. And I, I hope we get to see some of it.
0: Yeah. I mean, what if, what if Hemlock is the, I don't know if we've if we've heard about it prior to the canon of Mando but it, what if Hemlock is the inventor of the mind flare you know mm-hmm. what I mean and and just that that you know we saw that in the last week's that Mando episode like what if we get sort of he's like I've come up with this device hmm. way better than the at, at the summit right the mm-hmm. at the summit he's there and he's showing off he's doing a TED talk and he's <laughs> talking <laughs> about his new and you can pre-order now and and they oh you know they're like <laughs> on the website uh all right back on pavu echo asks hunter if they plan on staying there indefinitely and hunter mentions it might be the best thing for them echo says that rex and him have uh, been building up a small network of clones uh some are in hiding underground and others act as their contacts uh with within the empire uh hunter tells them they can't defeat them uh telling them that while he understands why he's doing this uh, he just wants to know when it will ever be enough. Before they can continue their discussion, Tech calls them on board the ship where he's managed to decrypt the data. Uh, here we learn of the Advanced Science Division of the Empire, a clandestine operation with no records of its location or purpose. Tech did manage to find records on a Dr. Royce Hemlock uh, who was an officer expelled from the Republic Science Corp due to his unauthorized and unorthodox experiments? They also discover that Crosshair turned on the Empire and is in prison uh, and sent out a transmission using his old code. He tells them Plan 88, the Seeker, as a warning, uh, and Hunter questions this as it may be a trap. So before we continue, um, just clarification here if, if, you, if you guys, what you, what you two think. You think uh, Plan 88 is a code that the Bad Batch have made up, or is this this Hemlock's plan, or is it like an Order 66 sort of thing? What do you think?
1: I feel like it was more just like he couldn't come up with a code on the spot that they'd be able to break, but they always know their plans and the, the names they go by. So this is just, hopefully they'll figure out that someone's looking for them if he gives them this plan number. That was my thought, at least. Yeah, the secret. Yeah.
2: Maybe there's something to do with however that plan is executed. That is what's going on with him or what he knows is happening in the area that he's in. So it it will let them know. I don't know. I wonder if it has anything to do with the cloning facility. And he's saying he's at the cloning facility, which is a new place now. It's not on Camino. I don't know.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I'd love to know how... How deep the descriptions of these plans go because like you know it could be like a lassie situation where he's just like you know he's like he's just like plan 88 this and he's like oh so that means okay we go here and then we turn here and then we left here and it's like oh, you got all that from plan 88
1: well i mean they are a polished military team with numerous missions under their belts and they've right. really yeah. run we've seen them use these plans in action yeah just on the drop of a hat so i mean They probably know exactly what he meant by Plan 88 as soon as they heard it.
0: Yeah, they had a plan called uh, Plan 7 that Wrecker mentioned in Episode 8 of Season 1. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I guess, okay, 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 okay. I just wanted to clear that up. Uh, (laughs) In the final scene, we see Crosshair in the same position uh, as he was near the beginning of the episode, strapped to the table, about to be tortured again. Hemlock asks him to reconsider his offer, saying the young clone means nothing to him, and if he just helps him, He'll have his freedom. Crosshair says nothing, and Hemlock increases his injection level, saying, let's see how long until you break. A probe droid slowly approaches Crosshair as he struggles, uh, and uh, and he's he's struggling in pain, and the camera closes in on him, and then closes in on Emery as the episode ends. So... I'm
2: just saying. (laughs)
0: Let's just just get to it here. Right off the, the batch batches, what... What's going to happen, Batch? Will Will Crosshair give in? Uh, and what do you think is going to happen in next week's episode?
2: I mean, I definitely can't assume what's going to happen in next week's episode. There's too many un <laughs> I, I, untied strings. I don't know. There's a lot going on, and it could go in any direction. But my hope is that something is revealed with Emery about being a clone, about being attached to... Maybe the Bad Batch, maybe Omega in some way. I don't know, but I want her to be on our side.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think that might be the case.
1: I mean, I feel like with the whole, again, Mando and this seem to be closer and closer together. Are we going to see Grogu when he's trapped at <gasps> this cloning facility? Like. Whoa. That's the oh, my God, Wait, we could. like that's it, it lines up timeline wise. And if, again, later on in this mando season, we're we are getting that flashback from Grogu's point of view at the Jedi Temple. So
0: the trailers for the episode make it seem like, that might be the case. And by the time you're listening to this, you might already know The Foundling uh, episode uh, four uh, is is out. So you, maybe, maybe you already know the answers to these questions as you're <laughs> listening to this. But, but no, I, I love that idea, Darcy. I love the idea that, it, yeah, we very much could sort of, how amazing would it be that these, these episodes, um, you know, could be coming out in a similar time frame? Um, I, I think that would be really, really interesting to see if we get like a tease of what's going on in, in Mando as a flashback and then we get to see it fleshed out in Bad Batch would be really really cool like a week later um, I mean we're definitely gonna we gotta be getting the reunion of, of the Bad Batch crew with Crosshair um, I think the fact that they know he's defected against the Empire they gotta go after him yeah. um, I, I think this might still lead to a trap but instead of Crosshair springing the trap obviously it'll be Hemlock uh, springing the trap I wonder if they'll I, I could see them doing the thing where maybe they do a callback to season one uh, where they all had to bust out of the holding cells on Camino. Like, I think it would be really cool to see if it's like if, you know, they're in jail and it's like, mm-hmm. we've done this before. And it's just like this, like fun sort of call- I don't know. I think it'd be really neat. <laughs>
1: I mean, I'm just gonna call it right now that if they are going back, it's gonna be because Omega makes a super, you know, passionate speech about family and how they can't leave crosshair <laughs> to rot alone type thing. Like that's of I course. can already see that scene playing out. And I'm all for it. So I do hope that we do get that reunion and that it ends well for for the five that we love.
0: <laughs> pretty sick. I, I also think we're gonna see Tarkin in the flesh at the summit. Uh and I wonder if we're going to get one more appearance by the big guy himself. Old Pappy uh, might even just show up at the event. We've already seen him in person in this series. So uh, he might be there as well. And then, you know, obviously, Palpy is uh, one step ahead of everyone. I don't know. I keep calling him Palpy, but he's one step ahead of everyone. But, you know, he could be many steps ahead. And I'm, I would I, how how cool would it be if in like the background of Hemlock's TED Talk, we see just a hollow projection of a red armored trooper I think would be really cool. I'm just Ooh. saying. I know I'm not writing the show, so I won't be disappointed with whatever they give me. It'll be amazing regardless. Um, but let's get to our final thoughts here uh, for this episode. I want to know what are your overall thoughts and final score for this episode on a scale of one to five specially blended toxins? And Megan, we'll get you to kick us off.
2: Okay. Uh, Yeah, I mean... It was a great, I'm going to use a buzzword that we used a lot in season one. Um, it was a great snowball episode uh, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> where it sort of built us up to get really excited for the season finale, uh, or the last two episodes, I should say. They're releasing together, right? Yep. yep. So yeah, this it really built up all these storylines to get us ready for a final chunk of the season. Hopefully not an ending. I really want a season three. Um but this episode specifically, there were a couple moments that were a little bit slow. Again, I'm not a big fan of Pabu, so didn't <laughs> need to be there. Yeah. It didn't need to be thriving again. But <laughs> all of the... Those poor people, Megan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Right. Um, but all of the stuff happening on um Mount Tantis and... Th- Hemlock is terrifying, probably one of the scariest villains I've seen in a Star Wars series, especially animated. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's it's all coming to this peak that I'm like on the edge of my seat. I can't wait to see what happens. And I really, really want to know what happens with Emery. Yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> but- <laughs> I think it's because this is one of the things that I predicted so right. far in advance yeah. and it's like playing into my prediction so I feel really good about it. Like
0: please be true. <laughs> Darcy, how about yourself? Well,
2: oh, didn't I rating. didn't give a score. Yeah. Oh.
0: <laughs> Jump in the gun. Goodness.
2: <laughs> so all that said, I am going to give this a 4.5 out of 5.
0: Especially?
2: Especially Dane. Poison. Blended.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah,
2: specially blended toxins. Nailed
0: it! Nailed it, <laughs>
1: Darcy. How about yourself? Uh, Meg said it best. I mean, uh, without the Pabu, this was a perfect episode. Ep- episode. Uh, wow. Pavu in my head. You got yeah, some toxins there. in there,
0: Darcy. You've been okay, maybe. <laughs>
1: Without the Pabu, this is a perfect episode to lead into this the finale uh, for the two episodes to close off the season. And again, I hope it's only a season ending because I too want to know more uh, about this era. And the Bad Batch has been a really cool way to explore the Empire as it's really you know taking hold and reaching its full power. So it's I'd love to see more. And again, the action piece in the scene at the beginning, or sorry, in this episode at the beginning, and then leading into the Hemlock storyline. Like you said, everything is building so much. Like up to such a great finish that I hope it really uh, you know, hits it out of the ballpark because, again, I love everything they're doing this season with all the darker storylines, some more, again, political-based stuff that we saw in Andor and now Mando. It's it's really interesting to see that all media of Star Wars are kind of following this the same path now, where they're bringing the action, the intrigue, the politics. Everything has a place in Star Wars, and they still manage to tell unique stories despite all... Revolving around these same topics, so yeah, this episode is a strong four point five out of five. Specially blended toxins,
0: really good stuff. Really good stuff. Yeah, I, I think this episode was great. I think, like you mentioned, Darcy, really strong, very classic Star mm-hmm. Wars intro. Like that was like I was like I'm I'm watching a new Star Wars movie right now. That's kind of how it felt. <laughs> um, and I think it, I think it was a great blend between the back and forth with the Bad Batch crew and, and Crosshair. You know, if if you're gonna kind of have not a crosshair dedicated episode and you do move back and forth, I think this was the way to do it. Um, I think it kept a a really good pace. And even though not a lot, you know, not a ton happened um like you like both of you were saying this is a really proper way to set up what's next this is the tipping point uh the episode name is very um appropriate (laughs) um unlike last week's episode which was called pabu but felt like a stopping point uh just didn't feel like it was really leading anywhere um But the performances in this episode were excellent. As I mentioned, Jimmy Simpson's so good. Um, And it was really great to see those classic clones back. Fireball, Gregor, and his stupid laugh. Uh, And uh, I think, yeah, overall, I think this episode was the... It was satisfying and had the right amount of intrigue and reveals. Uh, So I'm going to give this one a solid four out of five specially blended toxins. Uh, But that is it for this week's Watch Club the penultimate Watch Club for Star Wars The Bad Batch Season 2. We hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, make sure to subscribe to us wherever you like to listen to podcasts, if you haven't already. And if you want to write into the show with your thoughts or predictions on the shows we cover in Watch Club, well, listen, you don't have to save your cousins who look just like you only to get an encrypted (laughs) USB stick and then have your smarter brother decrypt it only to then learn that your mean brother is getting high on toxic toxins. Instead, (laughs) Megan, can you let the big, beautiful batches know where they can reach us by message?
2: Absolutely. They can reach us at wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. That's wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. Or if you don't need that long of a description from Nate, you can find <laughs> us on Twitter at geekcentricyt or on Instagram at wearegeekcentric.
0: Listen, my descriptions <laughs> save lives, okay? <laughs> Uh, but keep in mind, we also have a ton of other great episodes covering the latest in movies, TV shows, and games, including our recent spoiler-free review, uh, review for the Apple TV original series, Hello Tomorrow. We've got our Dungeons & Dragons review coming soon, uh, so hold on your to your hats. I've heard some good things. Don't Don't throw your dice away just yet. Um, but uh, but if you enjoyed this watch club uh, and you believe that this is the way we also have our Mandalorian season three watch club going out uh, weekly uh, shortly after each episode debuts on Disney Plus um, coming up with our episode four uh recap which again you might have just watched uh episode four on disney plus will be out on friday uh for that watch club and we are joined by a special guest uh who i will not reveal just yet but uh definitely look forward to that Um, And we have some interviews out now, like our interview with Mandalorian Season 3 director Rick Famuyiwa and Bo-Katan Kreese herself, Katie Sackhoff. So check out those interviews uh, available right here on Podcast Services of Your Choice or on YouTube at YouTube.com slash Geekcentric. Uh, And you can also check out my interview with the Bad Batch themselves, uh, D. Bradley Baker. I had a chance to talk to him. That was a good time. Uh, So again, subscribe so you can keep up with all the good stuff. Click the bells, click the things, do the stuff, follow us on socials. (laughs) Darcy, Megan, thank you so much for joining me for this Watch Club. And as we say, good good soldiers soldiers follow follow orders.
2: orders.